welcome back to another episode of Your Strongest Self Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sam Chernock, and today we are talking about one of my favorite topics, the pelvic floor. If you are someone who loves high-intensity workouts and you've been experiencing back pain and haven't considered whether or not your pelvic floor might be contributing to your symptoms, this episode is for you. But before we dive in, I want to let you know that doors to my Core Strong program are opening tomorrow. So if you're listening to this when the episode drops on Monday, September 19th, tomorrow, September 20th, registration is open for Core Strong, which is my signature eight-week virtual small group coaching program specifically for women with back pain. And if you have back pain and you have been wanting to lift weights and get stronger, but you haven't been able to do that consistently in over a year because you're worried about flaring up your symptoms with exercises like weighted squats, deadlifts, push-ups, or other high-intensity movements, this is exactly for you. This is a live program, so I'm going to be teaching you step-by-step safe lifting form using either dumbbells or kettlebells. So these are really simple, effective workouts you can do from home. And that way I want to do it live so I can give you individual feedback and make sure you just feel really good and confident lifting weights and getting back to strength training consistently. This is going to be an awesome. I want to keep it small and intimate. So I'm capping it at 20 women because I really want to make sure that you get that individual attention, especially when you're feeling nervous about lifting weights. I want to be able to watch your form, give you cues, give you feedback, and really help and coach you through it. So if you would like to join our awesome group, Doors will open tomorrow, September 20th, and you will be able to register until Sunday, September 25th. You can go to drsamchernock.com forward slash core strong program to learn more. I would love to have you there. All right. So before we dive in, the reason I wanted to talk about my core strong program Today, while we're talking about the pelvic floor, just tying it all together is because, so this week I'm recording this on Thursday, the 15th. So this week I'm wrapping up my five-day free core challenge where I've been showing up live on Zoom every day this week with an awesome group of women. And we've been talking a lot about how to connect all three layers of our core because what I see a lot, and we've talked about this in past episodes, but the core is, there's so much to talk about when it comes to the core and everyone has an opinion on what's effective and what's not. And so my personal approach and strategy is training your brain how to connect first to that deepest layer, which includes your pelvic floor. That's where we're going with this. (laughs) And teaching your brain how to stabilize through that deepest layer first, and then adding on strength and dynamic movement on top of that. And so that's part of what we're going to be talking about 
today is how the pelvic floor is connected to your core and some other things as well and why that may be contributing to your back pain, but also just wanted to tie in why the heck I'm talking about my Core Strong program is because it's all connected. And in Core Strong, we're going to be talking more about that of what our core system looks like, how to use all three layers effectively to really support us as we're adding on weights to get stronger. So the pelvic floor, I'm really curious. I wish I could hear you right now and talk to you or hear your mic directly is because I want to know what you know about the pelvic floor. What have you heard about the pelvic floor? Because in PT school, well, let's say even before PT school, the only thing I knew about pelvic floor was what I learned from Cosmo Magazine and Sex in the City. And that is to do as many Kegels as you possibly can. So that's exactly what I did. I did them all the time. I did them driving in my car. I did them sitting at my desk at work. Cosmo told us to practice our Kegels while we're peeing and sitting on the toilet. Please stop doing that. If you are doing that, that totally messes your brain, bladder, pelvic floor connection. So don't practice Kegels while you're on the toilet. But I did that for so long, squeezing, squeezing, Kegeling, constantly doing Kegels. And then in PT school, the pelvic floor was just kind of like a side thing we talked about. We saw the pelvic floor muscles in anatomy lab, and a group of my classmates did a a nice presentation about the anatomy of the pelvic floor for cadaver lab. And I think we had one other presentation on it from another group, and then we had one guest speaker. So literally like three exposures in the full-time three years of PT school of what the pelvic floor is and what it does. And so while I was going through my own back pain journey, it took me over three years to finally heal and become pain-free. But as part of that journey, I started taking Pilates rehab classes and learning about the core and how our whole system is connected was really the first time I stopped to think about how the pelvic floor was related to everything, how it was related to our core. Because again, in PT school, we really learned about the pelvic floor in isolated incidences. Like we learned where the muscles are and how to identify them and a little bit about what they do. And then even the guest speaker, when she came and talked to us about pelvic floor physical therapy, which I'm going to share more with you about today, It was just really this isolated incident. There was no connection into how it's all connected and how it all works together. And so my Pilates rehab courses was the first time I kind of started to think about it a little bit more. But even in those classes, we talked about how the pelvic floor is part of the core, but we didn't really dive into more details about how it works specifically. And so as I continued on my back pain journey, I eventually found my way to a pelvic floor physical therapist. And it's funny because what led me there wasn't so much to explore my back pain. It was more just this epiphany. Well, let me back up. It was a little bit related to my back pain, but it was more of this epiphany of like, oh, That's pelvic floor therapy is literally the only thing I haven't tried for my back pain. I had been to probably seven or eight physical therapists at that time, several chiropractors, several body workers. I had seen doctors who told me, who referred me to a surgeon. I was like, no, thank you. 
And so pelvic floor physical therapy was the only thing I hadn't tried. And I was also experiencing a lot of pain during intercourse. And it was only because I had briefly heard about pelvic floor physical therapy in PT school. Most people have no idea it even exists, but it was just this little light bulb of like, oh, maybe I should go to a pelvic floor physical therapist. So I did. And I was blown away. I was so shocked at how much I didn't know about this crucial part of my body. And I was so in awe of not only the information I was learning, but how much it helped my back pain and my nerve pain. And I'm going to share a little bit more about that as well. But it really was the missing link to what I needed to understand how everything truly works together. And so, of course, I dove into all the courses. <laughs> I registered for all of the pelvic floor PT courses I could find. And eventually, that became one of my specialties when I opened up my own brick-and-mortar practice here in Seattle. And what I found, the more patients I saw for pelvic floor physical therapy specifically, the more I started to connect the pieces together. For example, I saw mostly postpartum women, but I do want to say even if you're leaking with exercise and haven't had a baby, you can absolutely benefit from pelvic floor physical therapy. That was me. I don't have kids yet. And I believe everyone needs pelvic floor physical therapy, not just postpartum women. However, that was mostly the population that was getting referred to me in my practice. But I found along with my patients, just how we our discoveries together was, yes, their pelvic floor was definitely affected during birth, whether it was a vaginal delivery or a C-section. But more than that, It was the missing link to their hip pain that they'd been dealing with for years or their SI joint pain or their low back pain. In some cases, even their knee pain completely resolved when we addressed the function of their pelvic floor. And primarily, what I want to bring this back to, there's so there's so much we could talk about the pelvic floor, but today specifically what I want to bring your attention to is thinking about your pelvic floor muscles as part of your deepest core layer. So without diving into too much anatomy, I just want you to know you have three layers of pelvic floor muscles, three layers. There's a lot of them. They have a lot of jobs, a lot of amazing, important functions. But for the purpose of our conversation today, I want you to think mostly for it in terms of supporting you and stabilizing your pelvis, your hip joints, and your spine. And because that's the case, a lot of us think that in order to get a stronger core or in order to get a stronger pelvic floor specifically, we need to do more Kegels because that's how we strengthen the muscles, right? But in reality, and what Cosmo and Samantha did not tell us in Sex in the City was doing too many Kegels can actually be making your symptoms worse. Whether you are having back pain, hip pain, maybe you're leaking with exercise, constipation. I'm going to go through some of the other symptoms in a little bit as well. But just knowing Kegels are not always the answer. Even in my postpartum patients who had vaginal deliveries, 
I, more often than not, the issue wasn't so much that they needed to learn to reactivate their pelvic floor with more Kegels. They actually needed to learn to relax and release some of the tension. And I want to give you a little bit, I want to give you one example right now to see if you can wrap your minds around how that might work. Because when I first learned that, I was completely blown away. I'm like, what do you mean? We have to relax our pelvic floor. We're supposed to do more Kegels. Keep gripping it in, right? But I want you to think for a second about your bicep muscle, right? So that big main muscle that lives right between your elbow and your shoulder. Most of us know what the bicep muscle is. That's why I want to use this as an example. So when you stretch out your arm, you straighten your elbow to reach for your coffee cup, your bicep lengthens. It stretches out. Then you grab your coffee cup, you bring it to your mouth, which bends your elbow, that contracts or shortens your bicep. In order to bring your coffee cup to your mouth, your bicep first has to lengthen, right? You first have to be able to reach for the coffee cup. It's lengthening so that then you can bring it toward your mouth. You have to be able to lengthen in order to contract a muscle. And that goes for any muscle, including your pelvic floor muscles. So if we're not able to first lengthen our pelvic floor muscles in order to contract we're going to have an issue. Those muscles aren't going to be able to do their job. If we're always doing Kegels, which is a contraction, it's shortening those muscles. They get shorter and shorter and tighter and tighter without lengthening. They're not going to be able to do their job. Think about it. If you're constantly holding your coffee cup to your mouth, if your elbow is bent, or I should say, let's say your coffee cup sitting on your desk in front of you, your elbow is constantly bent and you're not able to lengthen it, you're not going to be able to reach your coffee cup. And when the pelvic floor muscles are too tight and they can't do their job, that means they cannot contract to prevent you from peeing your pants. They cannot contract to activate your deep core. And so you might experience symptoms like leaking, for one, either all the time or with exercise. You might feel like you have to pee all the time. You might experience painful intercourse, or you might not be able to orgasm or notice a weakened orgasm. You might have tailbone pain, nerve pain, constipation. There's so many symptoms of a tight pelvic floor. And so for me personally, learning about how freaking tight my pelvic floor was, no wonder I was experiencing pain with intercourse. And what I also realized was it was a huge contributing factor to some of the nerve pain that was going down my leg. Because if you were to look at an anatomy book, a lot of our nerves that supply our legs run straight down through those pelvic floor muscles. So if they're tight, tightening and compressing on nerves, that can create symptoms as well. And I found that with a lot of my other patients, too, doing an internal pelvic floor exam, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, really reproduced some of their nerve pain that was going into their hip or down into their knee. So it is definitely something worth checking out, especially if you have had ongoing low back or hip pain for a long time that hasn't resolved with regular physical therapy. I would highly recommend seeing a pelvic floor physical therapist, and I'll give you some resources for that in a minute. But tying it back to back pain specifically. So if you've been dealing with back pain for a while, 
you've likely adopted some compensatory patterns and habits that might be making your pelvic floor too tight. For example, if you are like me and you hold your breath all the time, (laughs) Todd is literally reminding me, babe, breathe, because he can hear me (laughs) struggling to take a breath. I just, it's a habit. I get focused on things and I forget to breathe. It could also be a pain response. So if you have been in pain for so long, a lot of us will just kind of brace or hold our breath to try. It's like we're, we're anticipating pain coming. And so that, and that's a really common pattern. Another one is sucking in your stomach. So I see this a lot, mostly in women and for those of us who have been conditioned to get smaller, suck in your stomach, you should be skinnier, or even being told to stand up straight, right? That response is suck in your stomach, stick your chest out and and look like a proper lady with good posture. And when we do that, when we suck in our stomach, or I should say another reason too is um, it's a really common cue in like fitness classes. I used to do this. I learned this when I was getting my group fitness and my personal training certification is to activate your core, you suck in your stomach. But that's not an accurate or effective way to actually activate your core. But we've just been taught to do that. So we naturally will suck in our stomach for whatever reason. Or another one too is if you squeeze your butt then you're likely also squeezing your pelvic floor. So if you are, it, well, it could be um, a pain response, just like I mentioned with holding your breath, just kind of squeezing your butthole or squeezing your butt cheeks together is just kind of like a bracing anticipatory strategy. Or if you're someone who likes to lift weights and you do a lot of exercises that generate a lot of tension and power. For example, if you do a lot of bridges or like hip thruster type movements, kettlebell swings, heavy barbell squats where you really have to generate a lot of tension at the top of your stance and brace and squeeze your glutes. Generating tension and power is important, especially when you're lifting heavy. So I'm not telling you not to squeeze your butt. But my point is, if you have some of these patterns and strategies that you're doing without thinking about it, you could be contributing to a tight pelvic floor and actually making your back pain worse. So what do you do about it? How do you fix it? The first step is just becoming aware. Are you doing some of those patterns? Do you hold your breath? Do you squeeze your butt when you don't need to? Do you hold your stomach in when you don't need to, right? Just starting to notice and see if you can practice breathing, (laughs) relaxing your butt, letting your stomach relax when you breathe, right? Even just doing some of these little things can give your pelvic floor a break and allow it to relax, which can allow some of your back muscles to relax as well or your hip muscles. Another thing I would recommend is adding in some active relaxation stretches for your pelvic floor. I like to do these after a workout, especially if I'm doing, I love doing kettlebells. So if it's a day where I'm doing a ton of swings or snatches where we're doing a lot of that hip thrust motion, I just spend a minute afterward doing some pelvic floor opening relaxation stretches and It's obviously going to be really hard for me to describe what those are while you're just listening, but I'll be sharing some of those this week on my Instagram. So connect with me at Dr. Sam Chernock, and you'll see some examples of what I mean by that. So 
hopefully by now you're starting to think, oh, what is my pelvic floor? What does it do? Right? And it, it's it's possible you probably haven't even start stopped to think how it's connected to everything. And so I want to share just a little bit about what pelvic floor physical therapy is and how it works and share a resource with you where you can find a local PT, a pelvic floor PT to help you. So pelvic floor physical therapy is a very specialized group, I should say, of physical therapists who have taken specific training in learning how to do an internal pelvic floor assessment. So typically, this isn't always the case, but because I I would get some patients in my office who just did not feel comfortable doing an internal exam, and I totally understand. So there's still a lot that they can help you with if you are not comfortable with an internal exam. I promise it's way more comfortable and not as scary as getting a pap smear or gyne exam. It's it's different. It's we're really focusing on just accessing the muscles. So you can do that either through the vaginal or the anal opening. Most typically it's through the vaginal opening, but it depends on your issues. And the pelvic floor physical therapist can assess all three layers of your pelvic floor. It's so fascinating. They can feel for any tension, just like they would poke around your back, right, to feel for any tight muscles. We can do that. We don't poke around. It's a lot more comfortable than that. But we can feel for any tension or trigger points in your pelvic floor muscles. We can feel if you're able to contract and actually do a proper Kegel. Side note, what I found a lot was people thought they were doing a Kegel, but they were mostly just squeezing their butt cheeks as opposed to using all of their pelvic floor. Um, And we can feel whether or not you're able to relax. We can work on teaching you how to integrate your pelvic floor with everything else, with your entire core muscles. It's so valuable. And you just get to learn a lot about your body and how everything works in this power, beautiful system that lies in your pelvis. And so, like I said, I already mentioned some symptoms that you might benefit from if you, or I should say, if you have these symptoms, you might benefit from seeing a pelvic floor therapist, but just some other things to think about. I mentioned the painful intercourse, not being able to orgasm, ongoing hip or back pain that hasn't resolved with some other regular rehab constipation or other bowel issues. And there are, of course, a host of other things like endometriosis, PCOS, that pelvic floor physical therapy can really, really help with. And I'm going to drop a link, or I have two links, actually. I'm going to drop two links in the show notes that allows you to find a pelvic floor PT in your area. It's a great resource. If you're in the Seattle area, you are more than welcome to shoot me a DM on Instagram at Dr. Sam Chernock, and I'm more than happy to give you some specific recommendations for some really great PTs I know and recommend personally. I personally am not doing any in-person pelvic floor exams right now, but I know some amazing PTs and would be more than happy to give you their information. 
So I hope this was interesting and helpful. I hope you learned something new about your body. And if you have any questions at all, don't hesitate to reach out to me via Instagram at Dr. Sam Chernock. And if you're interested in checking out my Core Strong Group Strength Training Program, I would love to have you join. You can go to drsamchernock.com forward slash Core Strong Program to learn more. As always, thank you so much for sharing your time, energy, and space with me. I appreciate you, and I will see you on the next episode.